I didn't know that that's what that bit was for. I didn't know that you had to rip that bit and set it down into the toilet. Uh So I just sat on top of it and shit, and the shit just sat there. (laughs) I hope you hit record. Uh, Yes, I have. (laughs) Yeah, so it just 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 sat there until it kind of lost its balance and slid in. <laughs> At what point did you go? Oh shit! I, am I getting taller? Or is, <laughs> is, is, is that? <laughs> I mean, it was too late. To like do, it was cream? too late what to do was... anything. I was I was in a position where I just had to, I just had to run with it at that stage. <laughs> I was in a position. There was too much out to bring it back in. <laughs> so. Oh, that's a tough. That's a tough one. Oh, welcome back to the show, everyone. PJ's back. Hey, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show with me, PJ. Me, Ron. I'm Scott. Cue the theme tune. It will help you with your day. It will brighten up your day. You've missed me. So I guess whenever you listen to the show, you just skip past the music because you oh. still don't know the words. <laughs> I sing, I sing, I sing it wrong all the time. If I had the words, I'd sing it wrong. Uh, uh, I like singing songs wrong. I I think that's a fun thing to just make up the words. That's cool. Well, Hi, how are you guys been? Well, it's, it's been it's been weird. It's been you. quite long. It's been a quite long break for me because it's like we because of the peculiar ways we record the show. We missed a week. That yeah. was bad. That was bad. Apologies to everyone, especially. Well, no, hang on. No, Patreons. we didn't miss a week. The show went out. No, did we didn't miss we, a week. We haven't, yeah. we haven't dropped the ball. Did no. we? Did, I thought we. No, oh, Declan stood in for you. Yeah, no, but prior to that, did we not miss a week? No, no, we were, we were on top of it. Oh fuck me! We are amazing. Like you're getting yeah. this every single week, whether we record one or not. I don't know how that works. That's incredible. No, we didn't well done. Week. And yes, by the way, I listened to that show, all of it, because I couldn't fast forward to my bits. So <laughs> next time, if you put a little chapter marker whenever you're talking about me, okay. I'll know how to get to those bits. <laughs> I really would like all podcasts to do that, but they fucking don't. So you have to listen to the entire. Here's where we mentioned PJ Holden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bing. It's still not a satisfying I mean, thing. You want all podcasts to put chapter markers where they mention you i would like that yes so just this podcast <laughs> so some others mention me sometimes they review my work i never really want to listen to it though yeah, why, yeah. potential do, serial killers i do i do listen to reviews of my work it's never a good idea it's never it's never that satisfying you're always slightly annoyed they didn't say more about you i'm just really pleased there's no reviews of my work what, what work do you do? There is there is a review of your work. Give me that over. That's a brilliant segue. Where's the ta-ding segue noise? Oh, I haven't got a ta-ding successful, segue. Noise. A successful segue. So Ron, uh, Ron, as, uh, Ron, who works basically doing IT stuff and has also done some IT stuff for David Mead. The David Mead, the local mentalist slash uh, <laughs> motivational speaker. Hey, look, you're going to have to narrow it down because there's a lot of local mentalists <laughs> in Northern Ireland. Uh, I took, um, took uh, Ron and a bunch of his uh, staff out for a kind of a Christmas day, I guess, 
in uh, February, yeah. In February, at late Christmas March, do. Yeah. Um, that's he's playing tricky mind games on you there because it's a Christmas do in February. It, it was a thank you. It was a, it thank, was a thank you day you. out. So yeah. what they first of all what they did was they what did you do? What did you do? I'm well, telling us a so. week in advance they sent us out uh, an email with basically fill out this questionnaire which yeah. was about forty to fifty questions uh-huh. about your personality and how okay. you, how you saw yourself. Okay. And then when we got there, he told us about different personality types. Okay. And uh, basically four different personality types that are in, in business. Uh-huh. And there was the blue type, which is Psychopath. Sort of, well, the blue, the blue type was methodical, sort of um, slow to act, you know, very, very sort of keen to get the information. That's you, Ron. Scott, Scott, that's you. Sure. Yeah, sure, why not? Uh, the green type, which is the caring, sort of understanding. That's sort you. Of, that's Ron. Your human resources type. Yeah, There's Ron. the yellow, sociable... Yeah. Um, you know, just will do anything to kind of make friends and kind of make networking connections. That's you, Ron. And then there's the red one, which is basically the assholes. Yeah. <laughs> no, Hang on, one. let's go back. I think it might be the yellow. <laughs> <laughs> the re- the red ones are the ones who are very focused on results, and you know, they're, they're very quick decision makers and very, very um, goal oriented. Okay, you know? okay. I don't uh, feel like I fit in any of those things, but okay. Well, well you know the the. The, take, the, the takeaway from it all was <laughs> there was, there was kind of a uh, everyone, everyone's kind of a blend of these things, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. what personality uh, traits you personally okay. you, you would surface more than others. Okay, you know? so so it, did you do you did this whole? He give you a, basically. So a, he told us about that, and then then he gave us our reports back. Okay, okay. Now, so I'm looking at your report. So this is there's stuff in this. I instantly makes me bridle because there's there's stuff in it that is kind of and this is no reflection on David Mead because this didn't this isn't his thing. This 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 is like no, a, but he, he does use them a lot with yeah. um with management training courses and, ah, and okay, people okay, in advance okay. would, would I, I mean to me these feel a little like um, uh, uh, you know here's what Capricorns are like and and you kind of go oh yeah I'm definitely like that but not like that but so <laughs> yeah, somehow that doesn't apply to me uh, so I mean this this is uh, an insights discovery profile based on Aaron Abernathy's response to the insights preference evaluator uh, the, but it starts like this the origins of personality theory can be traced back to the 5th century BC when Hippocrates uh, Hippocrates uh, identified four distinct energies exhibited by different people. I'm out. I'm already out. I'm not I'm not buying the rest of this. If you're talking four distinct energies, I'm done. No way I'm buying the rest of it. Um but then he goes on it goes on about Jung's this is all about Jungian Jungian theory. Jungian yeah. theory and stuff. And then you've got a kind of overview of your personality, which you've wonderfully highlighted all the things you absolutely agree with. So well, dedicated worker, quietly productive. We were asked to highlight things that we that we felt Kind of I mean, I have to look. There's one you've underlined here, and I don't know if I agree with this. Uh, he's a no nonsense person who is not often attracted by the strange, exotic, or unfamiliar. But I think you are. Oh no, I'm not. You're not attracted. No, Ron, Ron is a homebird. Yeah, I know. Uh, but you like you. Do you he doesn't you not- have a passport. <laughs> I brought that up while I was there. I, said, like, I, have to, I haven't left the country in about ten years. Nor do I intend to. Brexit be damned. <laughs> So you don't think you don't think you like strange exotic or food? I would have thought that would be a thing for you. No. Maybe, maybe it was just the music you like. I just assumed that's strange or exotic because well, I don't, I don't not... find music strange or exotic. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't. Go you like my... K-pop? Yeah, but you know, K-pop's just just pop music in Korean. <laughs> okay. That's all it is. Okay, okay. So it's not. That's not right. Good memory for detail. Um, reserved around strangers whose values he feels may conflict oh, with his own. so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I tend to go very quiet. To be I... fair, everyone in Northern Ireland is like that. Yeah, and let, I, I mean, you I'm don't want to get beaten up. If I'm in a room with lots of sort of boisterous, especially very masculine type um, uh, people. This explains why he's so quiet on the podcast. <laughs> 
Explains why I'm so quiet on the podcast. Well, that's, as well. that's yes, so it's, true. it's all that it's all that big dick energy coming from DJ. <laughs> big dickhead energy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's mostly balls. <laughs> a high sense of allegiance and obligation. Yeah, that's right, that all says may not may not readily talk of his need to move continually to become who he really wants to be. Well, this is my desire this, to be a superhero. It sounds yes. vague. <laughs> see, you went superhero, and I was thinking it sounds vaguely like uh, what do you call him the the guy from Hannibal Lecter from the uh, what do you call it the first movie Red Dragon? Oh yeah, who, who become my final form? Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> or tooth, a Pokemon, the tooth fairy. a Pokemon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Tooth Fairy. Uh, each person can be appreciated for their contribution, convey a sense of you know, He constantly focuses on what is, what is good in others. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I would, I would tend to do that. Forgiving them minor slights. See, I mean, the problem with this is this all sounds like I am a big lovely fella, and, well, yeah, and there were, there's there, nothing negative. But in I'm it. sure there were people there who are like, no, you think everyone else is a dick. Well, that might be true. He needs to be aware of being taken advantage of by other people. And that see, is true, this is Ron. True. You need to be aware of that. I say I have a real hard time saying no. I know. People. And how much did, I mean, we're sitting here in this room, me and uh, Scott, with, with having contributed almost nothing to the expenses of this podcast. How much have you spent so far on this podcast kit? Uh, well, no, the the new microphones haven't arrived yet, but I mean, I'm up around the 1200 1300 Yeah, you, mark. you guys better get patro- uh, patrons subscribing because it's it's going to take years and years to pay this, this off. Is, this is a it's, it's an investment, self indulgence for me. I mean, this huh. is me spending on things that I enjoy. Yeah, but it's whenever people ask me to do things, I find it very hard to turn them down. Yeah. And I find myself sort of putting myself out quite a bit. We had better not decide to just stop doing the podcast again, well, like we did this the is last an time. This is Sunnyside Studios. This is this Sunnyside is the Studios. start of Sunnyside Podcast Studios. Have weird octopus upside down tentacle monster thing will travel. That's what it yeah. looks like. To They're me. just Mike Boom arms. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I see when I look at them. They look like a weird sex thing. That's <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> do they not? Do they not look this like is, that? This has added a weird dimension to your sex life that I wasn't really prepared to envisage before. You've been away from home for too long. <laughs> they do things. I know they keep Austin weird, but uh... <laughs> they do keep Austin weird. Um, so uh, we, yeah. So I went to Austin. We'll get back. We'll get back to Austin. We'll come back to Austin. Uh, resents being told how to work. Do you resent being told how to work? I really do. <laughs> So Aaron's key strengths, right? That's that's boring, boring, boring. Aaron's possible weaknesses. <laughs> this, this page is bullshit. I just didn't. I just didn't buy this page at all. Do you not? Didn't no. I didn't. I've re- I read it last week and I didn't buy any of it either. May worry unduly prone to pessimism. That's not. That's not how I see it's you. Not me. May appear slow to make decisions. I sort of agree with that, but largely because you don't really want to. You do pulled anything. the trigger on that podcast recorder pretty fucking quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> May get str- frustrated with other people's ways. That's a bit me. Yeah. May become stubborn if pressured. No. I you should, you say that. I I don't know. I don't think I think you would be the sort of person that would do the thing you're gonna do and not do anything if you don't want to do it. Well I really. mean Su- Susie read this list and she was like, This sounds more like me. You know? Oh, okay. I mean she didn't she didn't recognise me in this, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually takes rejection personally. Every silver lining has a cloud. No, it needs to assimilate information. Takes time. This may frustrate others. May discourage or put down those who see in, in, in a over dependence on rules and proceed. Over dependence on diet coke would be like, <laughs> like the primary thing there. Uh, as a team member, to Aaron brings. Do you agree with all of this? The value things you bring to a calming presence in conflicted resolutions. I think so, yeah. yeah, I think that's all fair. Uh, strategies for oh this is good strategies for this is how we're going to deal with him from now on right okay strategies for communicating with Aaron take time to listen to his feelings about the reactions of others no no (laughs) next 
<laughs> present only solid and reliable facts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I don't like wishy-washy information. Encourage the expression of feelings which might remain unsaid. Nope. No, I don't <laughs> want that. not interested Scott's in my feelings. No, no, thank you. Deal with him in an honest and sincere way. Sure. I think we do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give him plenty of time to think through answers to your questions. Nah. No, he doesn't need it. Doesn't work in the podcast. No. <laughs> not, no. That's him. what we need the Jeopardy music for. <laughs> yeah, count down. Give him plenty of time to think through answers. Always seek his willing cooperation. Yeah, he's easy. Always easy enough to get it. And sure he sees No, the there's degrees. some things that Ron doesn't want to do that we just need him to do. Like what? The podcast. He does oh, you mean the editor? Oh, yeah, the yeah, editor. Yeah, but that's why he spent a fortune on this fucker, so mm. he doesn't have to do any editing at all. It's that's, definitely a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, do you want to spend five minutes doing some editing, or do you want to spend £7,000 on editing equipment? That means you don't only have to just record it live. Let's do it live. Um, give him an advance notice. Time. Allow time for him to think of consequences. Listen to the value suggestion. Be prepared to negotiate solutions slowly. Calmly and quietly. It does make me sound like a moron. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Um, oh, here. Don't, here's things not to do with Aaron. Do not do these things. Attempt. Do not attempt to disguise your true motives. Don't do that. No, that's, that's a big one for me. That's, that's a, big a big one, red is it? Flag. Uh, okay. I can't handle when people film uh, me up. And ig- just, ignore just it. Hang on. Point. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> do not ignore his authority for the sake of it. Oh, shit. No, go on. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a bit. Who would then. ignore authority just for the sake of it? Just, know, it for, seems, just for fun? I did just a dick. A dick oh, okay. would, but then you wouldn't did, think a dick would read this and go. I mean, you, you do you have to post this to customers before you arrive at their place? Yeah, that's what I said in advance, man. <laughs> <laughs> Along with a writer, just, <laughs> just the highlights. Uh, oh yeah, I like this one. Do not assume passivity is a tacit acceptance. Do not equally assume passivity is a tacit disagreement. I think it was passivity. Well, in other other words, iron is passive. That's that's the message I'm getting. I would absolutely accept that. I'm a fairly passive person. Okay, then. Um... Yeah, uh, let's see. Possible blind spots. Blah blah. I mean, may have you know, difficulty. I'm badly blind. Yeah, one. well, yeah, we have <laughs> most of his left side is a possible blind spot. Uh, oh, you should learn how to deal except with conflict as necessary. Maybe this is about your Twitter. This is about Twitter and you. Maybe. Uh, Maybe yeah. Aaron may have difficulty dealing with conflicts and may become deeply disappointed. Oh no, I, I have a lot of ease in dealing with conflicts. I just, I just, <laughs> just enjoy them. them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's in touch and at peace with himself and the world around. Yeah, I think you are largely. I think yeah, that's yeah, a fair thing. Fairly um, content individual. Oh, your opposite type. Oh, this is type. This is a type that would just kind of make his hair on the back of his neck is stand just, up. Is it just a picture of you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's directors. Directors are forceful, demanding to say, oh, that is me, that is, that is a picture of me. Uh, uh, they are look, forward-looking and progressive and complete to, compete to attain goals. Aaron will see them as headstrong or they often have a wide range of interests. Oh, they, this does sound like me. Aaron will may well experience as directors cold, blunt and overbearing. That sounds also like me <laughs> i like that you're doing this whole podcast visual nod thing that is really helpful i mean you're saying everything that i that i need to <laughs> oh directors tend to be seen as self-centered and lacking in empathy and can be highly critical and fault-finding when they're standards fuck this this is all bullshit <laughs> this is the highest form of bullshit how did they nail me on this hi hi i demand answers let me see what the rest of this is this is this is just the opposite. This is people he doesn't get along with. Yeah, yeah. So this isn't even like these are just these are the people you should avoid. 
which feels like, I don't know why we hang out, directors may overstep boundaries and may be impatient, dissatisfied with routine work. They want freedom from control, supervision, and details. Iron may see the director as aggressive and tending to order people around. I don't think <laughs> you're a director. What? I don't think you're a director. Yeah, as they often rely on personal forcefulness and intimidation to achieve their arms. Are you, their aims, are you sure? <laughs> Directors are take charge types with very high control needs. They may not often cope well personally when things do not go as planned. <laughs> Aaron, shut up, you! Shut up! RNC directors. I mean, uh, I know it's it's the height of egocentricness that I'm taking your whole your what is this 15 page? Uh, oh, it's, a lot, it's a lot more than 15 oh, yes, pages. Oh, 20, yeah. 20 pages, 24, 22 pages of personality about you, and I find the bit that might be a bit about me, and yeah, I'm reading this bit. Where's the bit about me and all this? Yeah. <laughs> RNC's directors having short fuses would push the director may become loud, rigid, and domineering. Oh yeah, you love it, baby. <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> I'm gonna have to start filming him and his reactions because I don't know very many director types. I mean, I'm certainly not friends with very many director types. Yeah, but that might be uh, that might be like oil and water or something. Mm, Maybe you're just yeah. sort of not mixing with those kinds of people. Um, I mean, I suppose I can see why they're called director types. Uh, arrogance. The director's biggest drawbacks may be perceived by Aaron as arrogance, impatience, and sensitivity to others' feelings. It does sort of feel like me. Um, if I'm honest. Uh, suggestions for development. Mm, Aaron may benefit from accepting the inevitable. Just ex- lie back just like and the accept, it, accept the inevitable. <laughs> Not switching off just because people appear louder bash. Getting right to the point. Setting goals outside his comfort zone. Yeah, that's your... You need to set goals outside your comfort zone, yeah, dude. Yeah, probably yeah. do. Saying no first. Give him the opportunity. No! No! <laughs> no! Aaron says no! I did find when extensive details not needed. Trying to gain a reputation for frank speaking. Taking a conscious decision to simplify or rather looking to achieve quicker. And Aaron may benefit from questioning the motives of others. Oh, question people's motives. Um, oh yeah, Aaron's ideal environment is one in which personal pain and suffering is avoided for everyone. What the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> who's, who's going, oh shit, I love a bit of personal pain. Fucking hell. Um... Uh, Things are formal, but relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) We know how to have fun here. Oh, mundane and repetitive work is minimized. Yeah, I mean, like the problem with this stuff is I always find there are so many things in it and that we go through and we read all the cherry pick, all the stuff that we absolutely agree with. And we go, oh, shit. Yeah, this really like, you know, half of it is I totally I agree with that. But then half of it might be nothing to do with you. And yeah, then, you just find a way to gloss over the yeah. stuff that doesn't apply. And then and then there's there's so much stuff that is kind of um, it, I mean, everyone is like that. Or, you know, on like, the day I did complain, I thought that I well, I, I was asked what did I think of the weaknesses thing. And I was just like, it doesn't reflect me at all. And yeah. he, was, he was taken aback. You don't know me. You don't know me, mum. Well, he was taken aback. He said that he'd never seen anyone reject an entire page before. Oh, right. Okay. He said usually people kind of recognize themselves in that. Did it say on the last page, Aaron may likely reject the entirety of the weaknesses <laughs> because he's that type? <laughs> Have you ever done one of those before? No, like one of the like job applications. Like yeah. What jobs would you be uh-huh. suited for or something and like that? And what did you never- get? Oh, I don't they know. They hadn't invented colour. They yeah, hadn't invented your job at that point. Something bullshit, probably. Yeah. It's all, uh, like, or which. Are you all right? Yeah. You okay, Scott? You, yeah, feeling, yeah. you seem very, I mean, even for you, this is like low. Dar, low dar, energy. Low energy, what's going dur, on? Dur, dur, dur. Dur, dur. It's a Scottish word, dur. Hello there. How apologies, are you? apologies to any Scottish listeners. I, it's not actually Scottish, it's Ulster Scots. Dear. <laughs> so it's completely made up then? Yeah. <laughs> okay, the new. So anyway, so how are you doing? I'm all I've right. Been away. I've been away. Have you missed me? Uh, missed me? I mean, we would hang out if we didn't I missed have this you, show. I missed you replying to our Slack chats 
but was also able to see that you were on Twitter at the same time, not replying to our Slack chats. Yeah, were, were you just not getting our messages, or were you just um, ignoring them? <laughs> I, I didn't. I, it's because I think I turned notifications off. I well, that'll I do. Turned, <laughs> I turn. I turn right. I years and years ago, I read this thing about a psychology test where people were um, they they sort of two groups of people, and one were they were given questions. They were both given questions. The questions took roughly the same amount of time to answer, but the people who had a timer beside them had that pressure applied that they had the answer within a certain time frame. The other people were answering within the same time frame but didn't have the pressure. And those people were getting things wrong. The ones with the time frame were getting things wrong because they felt there was a pressure. I mean, I'm not enjoying that you just looked at your watch, sir, as if there was pre- time pressure already on this, Ron. Fuck you. Um, so anyway, they, so after that, I kind of thought, how does... You know, how do we react when we've got notifications? It feels like you've got a notification, so you've got to reply to this well, right it, now. Well, it wasn't a... Um it wasn't a deadline as such, but we did need to know if you were going to record those. No, that no, I, I know that. No, I know that. But what, what I'm saying is because I, because I, I'm not talking about now those notifications from Slack from you yeah. guys. I'm talking about all notifications. Every app that comes on wants to start sending you notifications. And if you turned on everything, it would just be this kind of constant stream of you have got to do something. You've got to do even just even just the ping of your phone. Yeah, well, that's why I, I only allow apps that are sort of important. Yeah. To notify well, me. clearly Slack and you guys aren't. So you know what do yeah. you want? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't have notifications set up for Twitter. I just happen to be in Twitter. I just live in Twitter sometimes. So, okay. um, so I do. I I'll go into Twitter and start replying to things. But Slack, I don't get notifications from Twitter. So if somebody responds to me when I'm not in Twitter, I don't see it. But I don't go. You know, I am in Twitter more often. So that's why. And it didn't occur to me I should have turned on things. But I was getting the Slack messages like hours and hours later, so I couldn't kind of join in. But the time, to, fuck me, the time difference was. I don't know how many times different. Six, six hours. hours yeah. It was six hours. But the day, the first day or the second day I was there, their clock went back an hour. Yeah. So suddenly I was five hours behind and my internal body clock was going, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck? I've totally just got used to this. What's going on? It was very confusing. But anyway, I was in Austin, Texas. Thanks for asking, Scott. You fucking ignorant bastard. It's not like you haven't mentioned it <laughs> already. <laughs> okay. So take well, I asked you how you were. Oh. <laughs> Scott, how are you? Come, come on, on, come yeah, on, ask yeah, me. Ask yeah. me how I am. Well, I mean, there's nothing from you. I get nothing from you. How were you? We, we've already answered this. How, but fine, fine, thank you. Did you do anything interesting? Sure. What? I don't know. Fuck's sake. How was Austin? Austin was weird. It was, well, Austin, right, so Austin is a... First of all, I thought I was going to Texas, right? Yeah. I thought I was going to the Wild West, people carrying guns. This is America. This is, I've been to New York, and the, the expression goes, you know, New York isn't America. You, you think you're in America, but you're yeah. not. You're in New York. Uh, and I went to Austin thinking, well, I'm going to America now, but Austin is not Texas. Austin is a little oasis of weirdness in the middle of Texas. Yeah, yeah. Austin is closer to, to New York. To, you know, it's in terms it's of, more like Portland or Seattle or yeah, somewhere like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a very it's a very laid back city. It's a really nice place. Um there were a couple of little very subtle things that made you felt like you were in Sliders territory. Do you remember Sliders? I remember Sliders. Yeah, there was yeah. there's a whole episode where they they slide into a universe where lawyers fight their disputes with with uh, uh shot with guns. They basically instead of going, you know, let's take you to court, they just fight they you know, draw and they shoot each other. So Combat. Trial by combat, essentially, but it's like all Texan kind of thing. So there was a couple of places where there was a church or something, and there was a big sign up saying, pursuant to law number blah, 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 you're not allowed to open carry in this church, which means you're allowed to carry a gun, just hide it. 
just hide that fucker. So there was a couple of places like that, and um, it's quite a flat city. It's like nothing yeah. really goes tall, and um, it's quite sort of it covers a big area of Austin. The the actual event, the South by Southwest, and um, so South by Southwest started as a music festival, and it became an arts festival and uh, with music, and then it grew into a film and TV and arts and music, and then it grew into t- IT and, and then the real and money showed up with the tech yeah, stuff. And then the, yeah, the vast yeah. amounts of cash of, of stuff. Oh, it's a fucking. I mean, the, the tickets alone are a thousand pounds for one ticket, and that's for so you buy a ticket for a track for a specific event or type of event. So yeah. I bought an interactive ticket which covered all the computery stuff, but you can also buy a movie ticket or a music ticket, which are all about the same price. So you spend another four hundred dollars, uh, you'll get a platinum badge that lets you into all of the events. And the way it works is if you're going to an event and it is a music event and you've got the music badge, you get into one queue. If you turn up with a different type of badge, once all the music people have come in, then you're allowed to, you're in a different queue and they start letting people in from that queue. So it's sort of worth getting the other badges if you're, if you want to do all sorts of things. There was a couple of events. There was a, a Marvel comic event I couldn't get into because it was filled up with film badge people. And then by the time it came to me, it was I done. actually draw comics. Yeah, I know. I was going. I'm the only one in the line who's drawn a fucking X Men comic. One page. It was one page. But I, I did that. Let me in. Um, so the first day was kind of. I'm like. I'll be honest. I did not suck the marrow of that event the way I thought I might do. I went to maybe metaphor. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't know if that's. Is that a good metaphor? It's a good metaphor for the, yeah. It's it's like you sounds know. like mm, the marrow's delicious, or it sounds it is, like marrow's I'm, delicious. Yeah, I think but, if you're a dog, yes, that'd be a, an marrow's amazing metaphor. delicious. But, it, but everyone likes but, yeah, marrow. But is but is the metaphor like mm, I'm sucking the marrow for this <laughs> bone, or the, mm, the, I'm sucking the life force from this thing? Sucking the marrow from something is used as a known metaphor. I am not making this. Sh- no, I'm I know it's up. a metaphor, but what I'm saying is, I don't know if it's a metaphor for something good or something bad. It am means I- to fully get. It means to really get the oh, whole yes, event. Sort of yes. Yeah, I get every, and I, I don't think I. I mean, I nibbled. It, nice I nibbled. Image. I nibbled at the meat at the edge of it. <laughs> so I went. I went to a couple of uh, talks that were sort of interesting. There's. So I went over with Kanos and uh, Belfast, uh, Northern Ireland has this whole, had this whole room in uh, some hotel, which is one of the oldest hotels in Austin. One of the most haunted hotels apparently in, in, uh, in Austin as well. And uh, that's what I was told. (laughs) That's what I was told. And it was like a beautiful place. Like you'd expect Red Butler to walk along the, the, the balcony of it and stuff. It was really lovely, but like totally the wrong shape for what we were trying to do. But um, I went over with the VR thing and I kind of, the VR stuff I did with Kunos, we did it very quickly. We did some, you know, I, I not having done anything in that area before, I thought, well, I've done a decent enough job given the time constraints and given what we had. And, you know, it's not perfect looking, but it's fun and it's like cartoony and it's doing a couple of little things, which I don't think I've seen anyone do before. But, you know, you kind of assume that when you get to Austin where there will be the cutting edge of all this stuff, People will know what they're doing. Yeah, you're going to America. You're playing with the big boys now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the talks I did go to was uh, immersive uh, storytelling techniques, and it was with a guy who runs Intel's studio. Intel have this massive studio where they've got like a a dome, which is a, um, it's, you know, like the balls and the falls. It's a triangular dome, which has got cameras all around it. And so they can film in three-dimensional. They can film everything in 3D. They can film sort of volumetric filament so they can film every single angle from a thing and compute it all into one big three-dimensional thing that they can then do whatever they want with. And and I went to this talk thinking, 
they're going to talk about what you can do with this shit. Once you've got it, what are you going to do with it? How yeah, do you well, tell a so, story? Yeah, how, do you, so the, how do you take a narrative? They, fil- and, they yeah. film it all and then they... Yeah, that that's what I was left with. They film it all and it was like, no, we don't know what the fuck to do with this. It's like, I mean, one of the, one of the things they said was, um, so we filmed this cowboy scene and what we did, I keep breathing like I'm like Darth Vader or something. I don't know if that's picking it up, but I... <laughs> I have a mild panic up, yeah. attack or something. Anyway, so um, I'm going to adjust PJ's mic. One yeah, second. you got. Hang on a second, listener. Mark it, and then you can cut it. All right, don't mark it then. <laughs> it's my breathing. That's really weird. Anyway, so okay. All right, then I need to get. I want to get closer. I know you want to get closer. Okay. I don't want you to. All right. Then. All right. <laughs> Okay, so, I'm happy with you further. All right, well, you mark that, and then you'll know roughly where it is in the thing, so you can you can do. No, no, I'll figure. All right, out. Okay. okay. So um, they filmed this whole thing. They filmed the cowboy scene. They filmed horses and people. So it's a fucking vast stage area. And they the the this is what they were telling us, and they were going. And, and one of the things the the um, stuntman said to us, right? How do we hide this punch? Because we're going to punch someone, and we need to hide it from the camera. And the guy was going, well, there like there's no way to hide it from a camera. There's thousands of cameras. You're not going to hide anything. And I went, well, how, do, how are we going to hit people with this? And so they ended up breaking sticks. They took some sticks that were sort of pre-broken broken, and they put sort of body armor on people underneath the, the costumes they were wearing and hit sticks on the, on them. But here's the thing. they t- That's about making that shit. That's about doing that shit. It's not about how do you now tell a narrative with that? There was no... But surely the point of having cameras 360 degrees up, <clears> down, <throat> left, right, <clears throat> everywhere... <clears throat> is so that you have every conceivable angle. So they hide yeah. the punch by cutting to one of the thousands no, of no, cameras. No, 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 no. That's the thing. You see, the idea is that you put on a VR headset and you're able to watch this whole scene on first. I mean, you could put the... So you could stand anywhere in it. You can stand scene. anywhere in it. You could literally stand between the two people punching each other. Yeah, oh. that's, that's the whole point of it. And the, and the question was really, okay, now you filmed that. What do you do with it? How do you turn it into a narrative? How do you take... A cowboy scene like that, and now I let someone enjoy a narrative. Can you do that? Is there a narrative to be told there? Is it, uh, you know, the only way to do that is to make it interactive, maybe? I, I think the I, you only know, people looking at that, I'm <clears> thinking, <throat> we can make something out of this, are porn producers. That is that is true. The guy actually st- stood up and he said, yeah, so I wanted to do uh, VR and immersive stuff, and, and uh, I looked at the industries that were involved in this, and the only places money is right now is in... The adult entertainment industry and and uh, sports. So sports, we looked at sports. Yeah. So we went to sports, <laughs> and they showed you they they sort of did a very similar thing, although with less cameras and less resolution because the the, the pitch is, football pitch is much larger, and they filmed the kind of football stuff. And what they were able to do then is take the cameras and show you how. And this is this is where sort of narrative storytelling comes in. They were able to kind of replay events in the football. So you you watch somebody kicking a ball. I don't I don't know what, what sports people do. <laughs> they kicked the ball. It was American football actually. So he lifted the ball and then kicked it. And what he was able That's to do That's not the way it works. Well, something like that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't understand. One of the things they were able to do is take a camera and so they were they showed it on normal cameras and then they took because they were taking like full three-dimensional three-dimensional volumetric filming of all of this from outside the event, they were able then to take the a kind of digital camera, essentially, from the viewpoint of the person who had the ball. Oh, what there? My, my hearing went there. Sorry, did... I did something silly. Go okay, ahead. okay. So they were able to take the viewpoint from the person who had the ball and show you what he could see, which is really interesting. I mean, they didn't have a camera. He didn't have a camera. What they were able to do is kind of replace, put a camera in a spot where he he would be looking so you could see exactly what his options were whenever he wanted to do some sort of football thing. But is that feasible in a stadium? 
Uh, that's what they were doing. They were doing it with the stadium. The thing is, the resolution isn't terribly high. So whenever they did those angle shots, they had to sort of blur the effects. I mean, they had to do it in real time. So they had to blur the effects a little bit. So you could get a kind of, I mean, they stuttered it and blurred it a little bit. So it had a, it had the effect of like, you know, when you, when you see the viewpoint of the werewolf in the movie running towards the pack, like that kind of thing. Mm. So, there was, so there was an element of that. But that at least has an interest. And he kind of, one of the things he said was that, with sports, there are defined narratives. There is, you know, they try to score the goal, they fail. They try to score the goal, they they get the goal. So there are these elements of storytelling well, that you know and understand. It works and so, better with sport because <clears throat> they don't need to fake it. Yeah, well, they don't need to fake it. But also, if you miss something, so say you're you're looking at him and you you know you look to the right, <laughs> but somebody comes in from the left and yeah. tackles him or something. It's not that big a deal if you miss it. No, if you miss something, if I'm looking over here and the cowboy punches the bad yeah, guy yeah, over yeah. on my right and I miss it, yeah. Well, that's, there, that's, there that's is, detrimental there is also, to the story. There is also a kind of like the, the the action is almost always where the ball is. So, yeah. so when you're watching any sort of sports, if you follow where the ball is, you'll see where the action is. There's incidental stuff happening all the time, and there's there's stuff that is probably interesting, and and that I think is you know most people would watch where the ball is going. But for a narrative structure, you you're going to have to guide yeah, them. Yeah, you're going to you're going to have to keep them looking I mean, over here yeah. when they could literally be Look looking anywhere. anywhere else. That's that's where that's the difficulty I think. And yeah. That's that's the that's the really interesting thing. And I was kind of sort of able to do that with the. With the um, dragon slumber thing that we did, so the the whole point of dragon slumber was that you were able to walk around this thing and you explore this environment. But there's sort of a narrative there, but the narrative is dictated by you had to walk a specific path. Um, and the thing is, you could walk along that path and start walking backwards, but you had this little fairy that was guiding you. And because you were watching this little fairy, not once did it occur to anyone to walk backwards. No one walked backwards. Everyone started following this fairy, and the fairy was a glowing ball, so it acts like the kind of Let's take you through this narrative structure, uh, and so that's that's kind of interesting. But I I went they had um so to me I went out there going I you know they must be like ten years ahead of whatever we're doing whatever I'm doing here they're ten years ahead. I went out there everyone's on the fucking ground floor and hasn't a clue. No one knows. No one has a clue where it's going. I talked to someone and they basically they um they are uh, at a university but they also have a, a group of organizations and artists that are building VR experiences and they're trying to get them on boats and she's kind of going, Well, I've got all these great talented people, but there's no business structure there. There's no nobody knows how to make money out of it yet. And it's still still early days. And uh, and you know, you talk to the, all these people from Intel and, and um various other big companies and it's like they don't, nobody knows, nobody knows how to tell a story this way yet. Nobody knows how, what you can do with it, what the limits are. And and I did a panel and somebody said, oh, do you know, will people get bored? And I kind of went, well, right now, and I, I actually genuinely believe this, right now with VR stuff, we're at the the early days of cinema when people were super excited to see a train coming towards you. You didn't need narrative, that was enough. You know, you don't need narrative, but we will need to figure out all the tricks and all the things that you do. And I don't know if it'll take 100 years, it'll take 10 years or, or whatever, but that's kind of interesting. So I, I'm, that's the, like, I have been, people have been saying to me, you should be thinking about this as a career, as a possible career. And it's kind of, I, I have been guarded on it because it's like, well, I don't, I mean, I'm assuming I'll go out there and I'll learn that everyone's fucking light years ahead of me. And I'm just some dickhead in Northern Ireland, hasn't a clue. You get out there and I saw. Some of that's true. Some of that is true, yes. Um, I got out there, they had a VR, um, what do you call it? A VR cinema, basically. Where it was a one big room with lots of little booths with people doing VR experiences all much of a muchness all put on the headset and you experience a vr thing and it's like 
I could do that in the house. Anyone, anyone could do that in the house. None of these things are doing anything different. None of these things are showing you in, in some sort of different way. Uh, I like you, Scott sort of hit the cable there and then he apologised to the cable like he didn't mean to. I'm really sorry, cable. He put his little hand up. If, there, you, if you draw attention to it, it just makes it look worse. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so, but I, having done that and come back, I've kind of gone, no shit, I, I have like... I don't know how it'll work. I don't know if there's a business model there. I don't know what the business model will look like, but I I think I've got something that's worth pursuing here. I know I, I can think my way into this in a way that maybe other people would struggle because I've got a unique viewpoint, which sounds a bit wanky. Yes, but you're not coming from the tech side of things. I'm, well, I'm sort of, I'm, I mean, I'm, half of me is coming from tech, half of me is coming from storytelling. That, that kind of merger of the two of them is like, when I was, this is a true thing. When I was 14 years old, I said to my best mate, do I do comics or do I do computers? And there was no, there was no meeting between those two. And I remember going to my um, careers advisor and asking, do I do comics or do I do, you know, uh, how do I do art and how do I do computers? And he went, oh, you do, what you want to do is technical drawing, which was the only thing he could think of. So, so to me, that's like, this is a marriage of the two of them. So we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know. There's, there's, um, it's cost me money to get out to Texas, uh, to get out to Austin. And, uh, if I was going to start a company to do all this stuff, it would cost money as well. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know, but it, it's definitely an interesting place to start looking. And I think, um, like with the iPhone 10 years ago, whenever I did that little digital comic thing, it's, it feels like a ground floor moment. It feels like nobody else is doing what you're doing. And with the, with the digital comic on the iPhone, nobody ended up doing the stuff that I was doing. They yeah. ended up doing the most obvious dull thing. Nobody had layers and nobody did all this stuff that, that I'd done in the early days because it just didn't, it's still, even now it still hasn't occurred to them. Or if it's occurred to them, it's like they've looked at it and went, that's too expensive, which might end up happening. It might be like, some of these ideas are great and you're a genius, but fuck no, they're too expensive. So no way are we going to do that. So anyway, so it was an interesting, the whole experience was very interesting. I did a couple of music venues, but not very much. I kept eating and dinner and then going back to the hotel and thinking, fuck me, it's like half 10 or something. Maybe I'll head out later. And it was like seven. <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus. I just, I think I would just lie down here and go to sleep. Um, the hotel room I was in was very nice. And so, it was, yeah, it was cool. And I got talking to everyone. I think I talked to loads of people from the UK doing VR and augmented reality stuff because they were all there, you know. They, so I don't think I'd have got an opportunity to meet all of those people. All right, so that was my that was my Austin adventure. Um, it's not over yet. That's the thing. I, I mean, I don't know. I've got to sit with Invest Northern Ireland and say, here's what I discovered when I was there. Here's what I want to do next. Here's options, and you know, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um, and they'll so tell I, you to do technical drawing. Yeah, yeah, I might do. But I've got to start a company. Is the thing now. I've got to kind of sit down and go because I'm a sole trader. So I've got to kind of go. I've got Holden to start a holdings. company. Holding holdings. Well, John McRae used to call it small holdings. <laughs> So he's witty. Yeah, he is a very funny guy. Um, get him to come up with the name again. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that's where where we are. Where's my glasses? Fuck me. They're on your head. Oh yes, yeah, so they Fuck are. Fuck me. <laughs> Shut up. It's got that mad professor thing going. Yeah. On. <laughs> um, I've got lots of sh- shitty questions about where where do I go from here and how do I turn up. Uh, no, you guys are useless. Uh, and how do I build a business around it? I, I'll probably need to... I've been sort of looking at kind of how much of this stuff I can do myself. And there's 3D building, there's programming, which are things I skills I can give myself. But yeah, you don't are, want to do that. I don't want to do that. If, no. I, if I can help it, it's useful to know them, but it's also better yeah. to pay someone else to do them. I think. Well, so that whenever somebody yeah. comes along and says, this is going to take a week, and you're like, no, that's, it's going to take four days. Or, you know, so yeah. you know the ins and outs. Yeah, but that's yeah. not... 
That's not the the creative. No, side. no, There's it's no not. Point in doing yeah, that. no, that. But I think that's the that's the weirdest thing is I have to get used to the idea. If I do form a company and I do do projects like this, I have to be in charge of people who have those skills without having to get my hands dirty and do those things, which sure, is yeah. a thing I'm 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 not used to. You know, it's a, I'm not not used to being putting my hands up and going, no, you you do that. So you're I'm, saying you're not a director. I'm saying I'm. I don't know. I say. I have, uh, do you mean could I go par mad? I think yeah. I probably could. Oh, do. Yeah. I think that's probably within my my skill set. So anyway, that's that's my southwest southwest adventure. I have a fun story. Okay. Um, the other day, I was at uh, one of my clients, and he was um, he's making a video for local uh, a local company about creative directions that young people can take. Okay. And he's asked me, did I know anyone creative that yeah. uh, that that, you know, that they could interview? Okay. And I said, well, what about uh, my mate PJ? You know uh-huh. him. Uh, he's doing a lot of VR stuff, and he worked in comics. And I said, uh-huh. "Oh yeah, PJ would be really good." And I said, "He's he's forty nine. Is that a problem?" I says, "Yeah, I can't use him. <laughs> <laughs> too old. Too old. Too old. Wow." Fuck me, harsh. Said, yeah, I'm gonna tell him that in the podcast. <laughs> one, one of the guys, one of the guys we were hanging out with. So Austin is a friend of yours. Austin, yes, Austin Tanny. Austin Tanny, really lovely guy. He's head of artificial intelligence at uh, Kinos, which sounds like fuck me. I shouldn't even be anywhere near you guys because you guys are smart and I'm a dickhead. So why, why? But but we got on great. Um, we we're having a good time and we were chatting about something. I can't remember what it was. And Austin goes, "Well, you wouldn't know about that because you're you're like so much younger than me." And I went, "Hang on a second, Austin." I'm nearly 50. He went, fuck, I'm 46. (laughs) I've never seen or met Austin, but he must have been ravaged by the sands of time. If he looked at you and went, man, that is a strapping young fellow. Austin's got a very big beard. I think he thinks beard equals age. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He's he's got no hair and he's got a big long beard. And the beard is full of grey and I don't have much grey in my head. So I think that that sort of... Although I was also like on the opposite end of the age spectrum. I was hanging out with a young fella, Jake. Jake is the guy who sort of did a lot of the hard coding for the the dragon uh, slumber thing for Kinos. And uh, I was just chatting away to Jake and we were walking across the road. And I think one of the struggles some of the Kinos guys having with me is that uh, I love tech I love all that shit and I come from a tech background but they know me as a comic creator so for them it's often are you interested in this stuff why would you be interested it's like oh no that's the shit that I was really interested in and so we were chatting about um I I I says oh I used to I used to love tomorrow's world. He goes, what's that? Right. So that, first of all, that's like upsetting. And I'm going, it's yesterday's it, program. Yeah, it's like it's a TV program they used to show tech on there. Really? Wow. And he's like wide eyed and kind of everything's amazing. And I said we were talking about something else, but I dropped in. I says I remember listening to the noise of of a, a modem as it dialed into the internet. He goes, seriously? I went, yeah. Really? Like, like I told him I used to go hunting for dinosaurs or something. <laughs> I says, yeah, you used to be able to hear the sound of them as they dropped down in speed. He was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I go, no, <laughs> all right. There's people that I work with that don't remember not having internet on their mobiles. Wow, fuck. <gasps> it's just like. That is nuts. That is, that's just very upsetting. Very yeah. upsetting. So anyway, yeah, age is it. So yeah, I'm too old for that Oh, guy. you're far too old. <laughs> What age range is he looking for? I think he was looking for people no older than 30. Because uh, he wanted kids to be able to watch this and see themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in 10 years. Yeah. Not watch it and see themselves in 40 years. <laughs> Go fuck. <laughs> so here, right. Uh, right. Speaking of very high tech things, Netflix has a new TV series on called Live, Love and... Or no... What's it called? Love, oh, death, no, it's and Love death and Robots. Have you watched it? I no. haven't watched this. Have you not? No. You look... Have you haven't watched it either? No. 
Oh, for fuck's sake. I did mean to watch some of it today, but then I kind of got uh, Is this the anthology thing? It's, I, right, I, so it I, appeared... I finishing Afterlife, yeah. that's what I did. All so. right, okay, well, we'll talk about that as well. I want to talk about that. It appeared, and I was like, what, what's the, what weird thing is this? And I thought, oh, let's watch it. And the first one is horrible. It is unpleasant. Uh, I, I stuck through it because there was a point in... Maybe you can tell us what it is. Well, so it's essentially it's a series of anthology. It's an anthology ty- series uh, over like Black fourteen. With a- no, no, it's 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 more like the old Matrix animation series. Oh, Do you remember okay, so that? It's animated. Yeah, right, it's an right. animated Matrix thing, but specifically about uh, AI and robots and cyborgs, that kind of thing. And um, it's stories with small twist in the tail, and it is each each one seems to be animated in a different art style. Like future shock uh, things. Yeah, yeah, that kind okay. of thing. Uh, but I, I, the closest analogy is the old. Animatrix series, okay. which I never really got to watch, but is kind of different. Sort of directors have a have a different animated take on what the Matrix is, kind of yeah. thing. Um, and so the very so, and each one of them might be like some of them might be ten minutes, some of them might be seventeen minutes, and you know the different lengths as well. And the very first one is kind of this. Um, I there was a point when I would have watched anything that was done in CGI because there was so little CGI stuff happening. I remember going to see Final Fantasy with my mate in the cinema and going, "Whoa, look at the graphics! It's amazing! It's a bit shit, but wow, that's incredible!" Yeah, I was the same. I remember watching uh, the adaptation of Lone Wolf Man. Oh God, yeah, fuck, that's awful! Terrible, terrible yeah, film, yeah. and it had this CGI uh, sex scene type yeah. thing that happened in it. It was, it was not awful. At all. Yeah, awful. <laughs> One of the guys actually at South by Southwest that did a panel in the immersed in NI was one of the visual effects directors of that, and has gone on. Really? Yeah, yeah he's gone on now to do. He does. This, he's a company called Future Worlds or something, and essentially what they do is they go to uh, big cities and go, look, here's what your city could look like in thirty years' time, and, and talking about the infrastructure and all of that stuff, and it's. Big Big vision stuff. He was also involved in the um, how the effects worked in not not just the effects, but how the console and stuff worked in uh, the Tom Cruise sci-fi thing with Steven Spielberg oh, Minority, Report. Mi- Minority Report. So he sort of helped design that, and then that actually led to uh, IT companies contacting him and saying, "How did how did you make that work? How did that you know? How did you sit down and think Sorry, about that?" Spoiler alert: It didn't. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. They, no, they're talking about the console. You know, when he's sitting there moving things around yeah. and we, we the, the kind of interface. Things, yeah, and then we just put things on top of that. Yeah, but but the thing is that that interface was thought out. They did think about how you would okay. how you would use an interface like that, and because they thought about it, then this company kind of went, "We have technology that can. We don't know how to use it, how we're going to use it. We would like to explore that." And so it it became a kind of influencer on things like iPhones and iPads and stuff, so that. There's a kind of sense that, oh, they predicted the future of uh, kind of, you know, pinch to zoom and all this stuff, but they weren't just a predictor of that. They actually influenced it. So that's kind of, yeah. so that that's sort of an interesting thing. But anyway, uh, yeah, I would have watched anything with CGI stuff on it. So there's still a part of me that goes, I am, I, oh, look, a CGI thing. So I watched it. So the first one is um, cutting edge CGI, I imagine. It's a horrible um, horrible, unpleasant rape in it, and there's uh, there's kind of um, it's sort of it's like a teenage wank fantasy. It's just not very nice. And I thought, oh, I can't if this is what they're all going to be like. But it's an anthology title, so they knew they couldn't all be like that. Okay. And the next one is almost like the, is it's very much a counterpoint to that. The second one is three little goofy robots that go across a sort of um, post-apocalyptic landscape, and it's reasonably funny and it's cute. Uh, and the only thing about it that I I think, oh, I wish they hadn't done that, was the language. There's a lot of effing and jeffing, and they didn't really need it. They didn't need any of the effing and jeffing. Um, but if they didn't have the effing and jeffing, it could have been on one of the kids' channels. That's yeah. the thing. It's sort of, it was unnecessary, but I think they had to put it in because they had to justify being an adult title. Uh, and then the third one 
is a bit similar to the first one in its misogynistic kind of take. It's a little bit, it's, uh, but it has a twist in the tail, so it, it maybe isn't quite as bad. But uh, it, the animation style in it looks like it owes a lot of influence to Spider Verse into the Spider Verse. Oh, okay. So there's there's it's a CGI thing, but the CGI is kind of deliberately done in such a way to look kind of hand textured. Like it's the the there are lots of black lines outlining things that sort of don't quite tally up in the way that there is in the Spider Man. There's one sequence where one character is running towards the other character and for a split second within maybe four frames or something, it bursts into a hand-drawn cell animation that, that owes quite a lot to into the Spider-Verse or the, the Bill Sankovic stuff. And even the colours, the colours that they use, the so instead of being fully rendered, fully realistic-looking things, everything looks like a real object, but they're coloured in such a way they look like kind of digital art. You know, they look like sort of still images. So so that's interesting. And then the fourth one is kind of like hand-drawn animation. It's really it's really quite pretty, and it's... it's something I enjoyed more. So I, I, it's, I would, I would hesitate to say I would recommend this, um, because I really think that first one is so horrible. Um, and there's a lot of people I, I've, I've seen on Twitter kind of gone, I've watched that first one. I just went, Nope, I'm not watching the rest of this. So, yeah. Um, so there, yeah, I saw the trailer for it and knew that it, not, not for, for you. me. Was it not? So, you know, no, you know, no. I, I see, I, I mean, I. it has CGI and it's got sci-fi and it's like, oh, I can't not not watch it. So it's very, but I, I did, I mean, the, the first one I watched it and kind of went, that's, that's just an unpleasant sort of thing. Uh, but the the others, the art styles and things, even the first one, I could go back again and start looking at it just as a kind of taking it apart and, you know, looking at the artwork and stuff on it. So that's good. Well, speaking of Netflix, Ron, they cancelled your show. After we talked about it last week on the What's show, oh, one that? day at a time, one day at a time. Yeah, Aww. very sad. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I knew it was going to happen. I'd seen a tweet from the creator saying that uh, Netflix really loves the show, but they don't get enough viewers, so it has to be cancelled. But you know, I wonder. I mean. Th- th- it's interesting because I wonder what the Maybe bottom Hulu line will is. Pick it up. <laughs> I, I mean, what's the bottom? It's interesting because what's the bottom line on viewers? Because Netflix is not like a TV station; it does yeah. not need people to see it straight away. They don't need to sell advertisers. Yeah. It's, it's evergreen it, content. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. So unless, that content's going to be on there forever. Are actively worldwide. unsubscribing, going, I don't want to watch one day at a time, so I'm cancelling yeah. my entire yeah. subscription. I, surely it doesn't matter. You would think so, but I presume what they they're they're starting to look at metrics for how immediate watches. You know, if somebody watches this, at what point do they drop out? You know, I I would think that's probably a measure of it. More, if you watch the first two episodes but then don't watch the rest of it, is that a measure of of failure for Netflix? Oh, I did that with Punisher. Maybe that's why it got cancelled. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did watch. Um, I watched two Netflix movies. I watched uh, Triple Frontier. The okay. Ben Affleck. Oh, it looks yeah, it looks Oscar. like fun. Oh, it looks like it looks a little like Three Kings. It does look a little bit like Three yeah. Kings. Yeah, I mean, it looks it physically looks nothing like it, but it's a similar yeah, plot, hasn't it? So. Yeah. So Oscar Isaac, <laughs> Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Hunnam, and Oberyn oh, Martell from Hunnam. Game of Thrones, whose mm-hmm. name I oh Pascal, uh, Pascal, something or other. Anyway, uh, basically try to rip off a drug dealer, mm-hmm. and it doesn't go. Does not go well. Doesn't go, doesn't go quite to Why plan. Why can't it go well for once? <laughs> I know, I know. Um, These things never go well. I know. It's an interesting little morality tale, and the action is good, and the acting is good for the most part. It's definitely worth a watch. Um, well, I, I caught up on stuff when I was on the plane, so I finally watched Stephen King's It. <laughs> the original one? No, no, the, the, the new one. The recent, oh, the recent one. one. I then realised I've never watched the original. I wouldn't bother. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it terrified me as a kid, but... Yeah. And, I think it would have no effect on you as an adult. Yeah. yeah. Well, my wife says to me, Did, "Was it not scary?" I was going, "No, didn't no, because it's like it's more like it's more like Alien or the Thing than it's like a scary 
proper scary film. It's like not ghosts and monsters. It's it's more alien. I mean, I'm looking at it and thinking, oh, what's the sci-fi angle? I think I figured the sci-fi angle out. It's more like a sci-fi horror film than it is anything else. Yeah, I think you could probably take a lot of horror films and, and just treat them as sci-fi movies yeah. and say these are aliens yeah. instead of ghosts yeah. or monsters or whatever. Uh, that's how I felt about it. You mentioned Afterlife. I've watched Afterlife. I've got some thoughts. Okay, what did you think of it? Um, I, right, so... First of all, I've I've watched a lot of my friends on Twitter go, Ricky Gervais, fuck right off. And I can under- absolutely understand why. He is yeah. a noxious person on Twitter. He is one of those people that goes, I should be allowed to say whatever I like. And if you're offended, fuck you. And I just think, well, you can also say things that are not offensive. It's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not hard to go through life going, I can make life a little better for you and help you a little bit more. Where's the harm in that? Where Where's the difficulty in that? Yeah, I think... A lot of the problem too I have try with hard. Is, is that he his all of his shows are kind of the same. Yeah, and that they and I, I gen I generally like all of his shows. Yeah, they they're about this sort of um, easy to understand secularism. Mm-hmm. Like if you treat me well, I'll treat you well. I'll mm-hmm. treat everyone well. Um, you know his he has a whole bit in the in the new show about his his atheism, mm-hmm. but that's kind of boring. I mean, mm-hmm. I've heard that umpteen times from yeah. him, so I, I don't need to hear it again. But he doesn't seem to embody that himself. Yeah, well, which, yeah is what, online which is why and... I kind of have a... It doesn't feel like it comes from a genuine place. I think yeah. he he's really, really good at creating melancholy TV series that do hit you in a certain yeah, way. Yeah, And then he doesn't seem to embody I, that himself. I you know? thought I would have said, um, genuinely would have said, that Stephen Merchant was the kind of... Was the balance an act on yeah, Gervais? I, I would have said so. that that if you watched a show like The Office and you watched um, Derek and you watched uh, uh, the other show, well, he wasn't did. involved in Derek. He, oh, I see. I, oh, they, I think they, I assumed they, he was. Yeah, I there's a. I, I remember. Well, I haven't seeing, watched all of Derek. It was extras in The Office were the two yeah. ones that they made together, yeah. and then they seemed to split for some reason. And then after that, he made Derek, and now he's made Afterlife yeah. as the two series, and um, I, I do think he's, he's kind of plowing the same furrow yeah, over and over yeah. again it, it's be nice to people yeah you know that that's his religion yeah you know that's or, or at least that's the religion of the lead it's characters not, that he embodies a, in those shows certainly but. nowhere near as an offensive a show as he is personally yeah well, see, and, I had, and i think I had a lot of people are skipping it, skipping it i'd written it off i had decided i'm Fucking, not i'm not yeah. watching it i don't have i don't have anything that ricky Ray doesn't have anything to say that I mm-hmm. am interested in hearing, but I have heard that now that it's quite good. Yeah. And I was, uh, you know, I was kind of in two minds about whether it's to really, watch it or it's not. It's, really it felt good... like to me from the trailer that it, this was his excuse to say whatever he wanted, yeah. well, no that, matter that's, how that's insulting. That's what the character says. I mean, yes. The character treats it, that as his superpower. Yes, but, he, but it felt like that was an yeah. excuse for there, Ricky there Gervais is, to there, do that. It absolutely is. There's, yeah. def- there's definitely an element, I think, in it where uh, Gervais as the character in that says the things that you expect your face to say on, uh, in Twitter. In, in fact, and, a, a and lot of recycled jokes from yeah. earlier stand-up routines. Yeah. Like the, the famous one about, um, he's walking past the woman in the shop and she points to a, a newspaper article and says, where it says a woman has been, uh, an elderly woman has been slashed in the face, 93, and she's mm-hmm. just scarred for life. Oh, he's, he's, he's that's hard, not... Even if she lives to 100, she's only scarred for 7% of her life, yeah, you know, yeah. and that, that's, a, that's a routine from one of his earlier ah, stand-up, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, stand-up shows. Yeah, so. but the, the balance in that then is the people in response to that, you get a sense that, yeah. that, that you get a sense that Gervais, the writer, doesn't believe what Gervais, the actor, is saying. Yeah, I and, actually, and, that, and, that's it. And I, I think he's, he's a really talented writer who's really good at, plucking a certain heartstring, you know, yeah. and I find some of it incredibly moving. 
Uh, I think if you've dealt with grief and loss yeah. at any point, it's a very moving. It's yeah, a ver- I think so. It's very affecting. Um, but because unlike most TV shows, we know an awful lot about the writer of this one. Yeah, yeah. It comes across as insincere yeah. if you think about him as a person. Yeah. Um, now, for all, for, yeah. now, for all I know, the persona that we see on Twitter and the persona we see on TV shows is just an act. Yeah. And this is the real Gervais. Yeah. But it's really hard to marry those two. Those yeah, two things. it's 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 a kind of you know. At what point do you go? You know, I mean, he is. Is it is it Gervais? Is uh, the character saying what he wants to say, and that's what he's like in real life, and everyone's countering that? But that's fine. Or is it the other way around? And but all evidence seems to suggest no. He believes what that character says. That's what the evidence suggests. If you look at anything, but then you know, like the first time I ever saw uh, Gervais on any TV show at all, he was playing an obnoxious turned up character of Gervais. I wonder can he even switch that off anywhere? Yeah. Like it's I don't know. I don't I mean, know. Even the movies he, he, I can he, I can hear people now even listening to this podcast going, he's a c- why would you you know, let's not even give him the time yeah, I mean, time of day on that front. But, but then the movies that even the movies he made, I mean the two that I can think of are Ghost Town and yeah. uh, The Invention of Lying. Again, they're about that sort of secularism of yeah. of, you know, treating everyone the best that you possibly can and that'll all come back to you sort of yeah. thing. But he doesn't seem to do that in real life. I mean he's <laughs> in real life he's known for you know t- you know terrorizing people from the stage at the yeah. Golden Globes or yeah. or and he, you know because he's so witty and he, because he's so sharp, he destroys people. Yeah. And um it's it's not it's not really in keeping with the the morality that he puts forward in the in yeah. the in the shows. I think it's interesting like I think Stephen Merchant is emerging as the the more talented of the two, you reckon? Uh, yeah, I mean, with what's he got coming out now? He is fighting with my family. Yeah, which we, is a, we talked about that, did we? No, no. Oh, did we not? No, oh, it, he he did a podcast interview with Jonathan Ross where he was talking about that. Are so you really confused fun. listening to Jonathan Ross us talking? But yeah, because weirdly he <laughs> didn't mention my name as well. You confused listening to Jonathan Ross and Stephen Merchant. Yeah, with us talking about I, it. I, my, when I close my eyes, that's what I imagine you two are. So, <laughs> I try try to imagine <laughs> I'm sat here with, with two of the uh, the smarter people. Well, you're the taller <laughs> so <laughs> sure yeah. so uh, I'm wassy you're wassy yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. Clearly. so Fighting With My Family is a film that he has written and directed yeah. and I think it's currently sitting at 91% weirdly, weirdly from an idea by it was from a, a TV show that was made so it's a true story but from The Rock was the instigator of it. The Rock was watching a show on Channel Rock 4. Rock the Dwayne Johnson? Yeah, Rock the Dwayne Johnson was watching a show on Channel 4 about this family, her wrestling family, and yeah. wanted to be wrestlers. And then he uh, he was looking for a writer-director who would take this project on board. And so and he, he executive produced it. And I think is, is in it as yes, well. Yes, he is in it. Yeah, he, yeah. Plays, he plays himself. And also he choreographed the fights. Yeah. So that's what I... That's See, that's the thing. The difference between our podcast and Jonathan Ross's podcast is you learn something from the Jonathan Ross podcast. And ours, you only learned it if you haven't already listened to the Jonathan Ross podcast. <laughs> Secondhand knowledge. I mean, I don't, I don't know if we... do we Would we have much crossover with Ross's yeah. With his audience? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So, so yeah, it looks like a good good thing. Yeah, I, it's, I mean, it. it's, it's doing I actually very was, well. I was avoiding it until I, I listened to the podcast and went... Oh yeah, I I actually yeah, that sounds like it'd be fun. I'd yeah. like to watch that. So it's good. Yeah, yeah it looks good. Yeah. Um, so how how did you end on Afterlife? Did you you watched all of it? I, I watched I watched uh, two episodes of it about a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, the first week it came out, and then I watched the remaining four this morning or this yeah. afternoon. Um, I really enjoyed it. You know, I, I I would say right. So I, as you know, um, I lost my brother in law to um, suicide over ten years ago now. Yeah. Um, and there are elements in that. 
uh, show my wife just could not, cannot watch. I cannot let her watch. Yeah. The, the very first episode, he uh, attempts to hang himself. And, and you yeah, know, I was thinking uh, about that. There, yeah. There's stuff that I just know my wife will not be able to sit through. Uh, and Afterlife is one of them. And I, I, I think she'd enjoy it for those elements so you know um, the, the, some you, of these things I, I mean I feel like some of these things need a trigger warning but I feel like Gervais is the kind of comedian who go oh trigger warning is blah, and I, that's what annoys me so you don't even think she'd enjoy it even from a cathartic no. type way now no, I, no. she's still too too close to that death and still too close to that to be able to you know, I mean, I I felt a gut punch from some of it, and yeah. and I'm like very far removed from that compared to her. So no, no yeah, there's I definitely. Think so. I think around about the fifth episode or so, I mean, I started to feel very emotionally you know, drained by it. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, but at the same time, there's always this nagging at the back of my head. You know, where like it's going to cut, and he's going to go. <laughs> Yeah, and he's yeah. just he's not. A, I, can't, I mean, I dread to think yeah. of what a what a director's commentary on that show would sound like. Yeah, like, you know. Um, so, but anyway, it's yeah. I mean, it's one of those instances where you nearly wish you hadn't seen Gervais the actor as a, as a thing. So, anyway, are we going to do a pick of the week? Because I got one. Oh, you do? Uh, well, I don't have one, but um, do you have one, Scott? I can, yeah, I can, I can drum up something. Okay, I haven't thought about it. Okay, PJ's dying to tell us about his pick of the week. It's plugged in somewhere. It's not plugged in here. Okay, they're plugged in upstairs. Okay, do you want to? Do you want to pause and we'll get it? Well, or? Does mean, it really make a difference? I just wanted to try it. I just wanted to show them. Right, you yeah, have. I, I just wanted to show them who. I wanted to show you. <laughs> I wanted to show you them because I thought it would be cool for you to see, to try them and see. Well, maybe try them after the show and you can yes. tell me then. Okay. Okay, so what it is is uh, because I was flying to Austin for a week and I thought, I really want some noise cancelling headphones. Everyone's got noise cancelling headphones and I don't have noise cancelling headphones. Uh, and they're 300 quid. Uh, and I found a pair that were 50. <laughs> I found a pair of noise cancelling headphones that were 50 quid and I thought, well, sure, if they're shite, I'll send them back. Actually pretty good. Uh, okay. Actually, pretty good. So, what are they? The, I can't remember. Oh, uh, and I, but here's the thing, right? I got, so Nathan's had this bad period in school, and I had to lend him my noise cancelling headphones. And just before I was going away, so I lent them them, and I went online to buy them again, and I couldn't remember what they were, so I bought different noise cancelling headphones. They were also fifty quid, and they're slightly better. So. <laughs> So I'll post some links to them, but I'm just saying you can get cheap noise cancelling headphones for 50 quid that work. They're Bluetooth. You get 20 to 30 hours of use out of them. Um, and they also have a little cable to plug into things as well. So they're pretty good. So fuck you guys and your 300 pound headphones. Uh, they maybe don't sound as good, but I don't care. In fact, nine times out of ten, I'm listening to them with just silence and nothing else. The silence just, is just nice. Just cancelling out the noise. That's yeah. exactly nice. lovely. Silence it is, is nice. lovely. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's so. really good. Yeah. Although I did read a thing saying about, did you post it to me or did someone else say it about, about uh, someone said an article, sent me an article that said um, some people get really bad motion sickness from noise cancelling headphones. Yeah. It's an inner ear thing. Yeah. It kind of uh, unbalances them a bit. Interesting. So that's no, that's that interesting. And luckily. I felt a little queasiness, but I just sort of put it down to generally travelling. There's Sue's. Oh, thank you, my glamorous Susie there for handing me the headphones. These my are the headphones. Susie. <laughs> so I, only I, I'm allowed to call her that, and I don't. <laughs> that would be weird. I sent Susie a message saying, I love you. Do you not remember? I do. Do you remember? I, I mean, do you remember? Did yeah. you like that, Susie? Susie loved that. We love note from me on Ron's uh, uh, thing, which instantly went, love Who note. is this? Who is this? A love note from me. That's the title of your autobiography. <laughs> It could be the name of the podcast this week. So what, what so model these, are they? I don't know. I can't see. Oh, uh, give them here. I don't, think, I don't think there's a name on them. They've got a big L and a big R and they're pretty cool. 
They've got a big L and a big R. On the inside I don't think, of the I don't thing. think that's the brand. <laughs> they really don't. They have a little, like, they have no flower. Brand. They have a little got nothing on. They came with a case. They came with a cable. They came with... Jesus, the, the buttons look like they're made for children. Yeah, that's why I like them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's really no brand yeah, on there's this. No brand. There's just, like, a I little... I think they're sort of... Because the other ones I got had almost exactly the same buttons on them, and they had a brand with a two T's on it, so they looked like they basically changed the shell or added something to the shell of them. PJ? Yeah. That's why I don't why, lose them. Why does it have your email address on them? In case I lose them. <laughs> in case I lose them. And somebody God, goes, no, oh, look, I've found some headphones. The PJ's underwear looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's like that with a big brown stain. Who do you think's finding a pair of noise-cancelling headphones and is, email, is, is emailing can, PJ Holden is to return them, them? Email them back to him. <laughs> I don't know. I just I felt the need. To, I did it for Nathan because Nathan it's was bringing It's massive. <laughs> I need like to make sure they're readable. Sticky. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. I'll post a picture of it the, on the website. It's um, going to tell everybody your email address. That's fine. That's fine. I, I don't do. know that PJ's email address is a national secret. <laughs> I don't think it is. Anyway, cleverly, I've missed the at symbol of that because I couldn't find the at symbol on the label. Oh, maker. So, so they don't know quite where it goes. <laughs> yeah. But you can guess. It's a Gmail account. It's easy enough to guess. So that, that's my pick of the week. £50 noise cancelling headphones. I don't know the brand, but I'll find we'll a, a brand and stick a link to it. I'll just look up what I last bought. So I bought two pairs. So yeah, so but B-T-H-S. just before I came away... I, just before I came away to Austin, um, I b- ordered another pair for Nathan to use in school. Okay. Because uh, it's just, it made h- him uh, feel a little more comfortable sitting in a room with the, the noise cancelling on. So he's he sort of ended up using those ones um, and my ones. So now I've got two pairs of noise cancelling headphones I'm never going to use again because I'm not going back to Austin, I don't think. So, um, <laughs> because that's going to be you can use these. <laughs> I find it like even I use them I'll, on the plane. I'll use them sitting in my office at work. Just to drown out traffic noise. I Sometimes have used them. Without. I have used them in my house in my studio because yeah. the washing. So the the kitchen directly faces the door. The door of the kitchen directly faces the door of my studio, and the washing machine directly faces that door. So there's a travel of noise comes from the washing machine all the way through. And my wife puts the washing machine. It runs most of the bloody day, and so all I hear is like this all through the day. So I put them on, and my wife goes, "Why you put headphones on? Do you not want to listen to me?" I go, "No, I can't. I'm going in here's a fucking head. The fucking washing machine." Shane, that's all I can hear. Anyway, so yeah, they're pretty good, and the Bluetooth works on them too. They're cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a bonus. Yeah. Well, no, I mean they the work, reason I never bought the too. reason I never bought headphones before is I think this was a limit of early Bluetooth. Is it would always click between it would like turn off sound when you were listening to podcasts or audiobooks and somebody left a tiny gap in the speaker and it was like they'd power down they'd be so aggressively yeah. power save and they'd power down and then they'd power back up again a fraction of a millisecond after they started speaking and so you'd always miss the first word of something and it would always have a click noise whenever you did that but I think that was some of the earlier uh, oh yeah that Bluetooth doesn't happen things. anymore no no it, it, it hasn't happened for a while so Scott have you got a pick for us I do have a pick um, it's a show that we've talked about before but it's coming back for of season course, 2 of course of course never one to bring think of a brand new original thing. Well, the, the new one's the new fucking series. All right, all right, all right. Uh, the OA is back and on it's, the it's out 22nd. This week? It's out oh, on the 22nd. Right. Okay. Um, oh, so anybody, I see what you did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember where I saw this guy. I can't remember, but it was very funny. And uh, two uh, fencers were fighting and one of them slices the other in the stomach. He goes, and he goes, ah, he has been disemboiled. <laughs> I like that joke. Mom. <laughs> That's a good joke. Dad's doing jokes again. <laughs> That's a good gag. 
Fuck you. <sighs> Fuck you too. Anyway. So, so yeah, the OA is back on the 22nd. I am stupidly excited for the second series. The I haven't first, watched the first one. The no, first series emotionally destroyed me. Oh, well, that sounds um, like fun. I loved it. I loved everything about it. The music, the use of color, everything about it. I loved. Um, and I can't wait to see season two. So there's time to uh, catch up on catch season up, one. It's only up. it's like six or eight episodes, and some of them are like an hour long. Some of them are half an hour long. Like they kind of let the pace of the story dictate how long the episodes. I remember you saying that about last time as well. Run for. Um, so yeah, check out the OA on Netflix just before the new series starts. Okay. And if I have any pick at all, it's that the the good fight is back. Okay. Oh, I've never watched it or The Good Wife. Oh, well, uh, The Good Fight for me is the best show on TV you, right now. It, was it you posting about how they attacking Trump like this? Is yeah, the first you? episode of it uh, of the new series um, implies that he's got a he's, that he paid off someone to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. Like they just say this in the show. Yeah. Okay. And one of the characters has been uh, hunting with Eric and Donald Junior. Uh huh. Um, these are kind of spoilers, but anyway, the. The show really leans hard into current politics. It feels so it, does, it, it does always actually, feels it, really up to the moment. It, it sort of leans into real time. What, Absolutely, kind of, yeah, the okay, characters okay. live in our world, and they yeah. really care about what's happening in politics. And, and what's I, happening. I kind of worry that in about you know thirty or forty years' time, people will go back to old comics and read comics with with Donald Trump as president and go. Is that, is that a real? Did that really happen? Did that really happen? Is that yeah. Really, how this happened? The guy really from Home Alone Two. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be a weird future, boys. And before we go, time to mention the Patreon, as we like to mention every show. It's a Patreon. As we sometimes like to forget about. <laughs> well, no, we never forget about this week. So it's, <laughs> so it's Patreon.com forward slash Sunnyside Podcast, uh, which I never remember the address of. I'm going to have to like create. A is that sunny- is that what it is? Yeah, you got the right address. That's the right address. I get my son's label maker, and we'll put a wee label on the mics. Okay, we could That'd do that. That'd be cool, yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, we're just trying to make sure that all the all the people who listen to the show understand that if they contribute towards the show, yeah, Ron will finally be able to pay off the enormous debt I will he's go got homeless. himself into buying <laughs> buying this uh, incredible equipment he's got here now. Yeah, well, I mean, somebody did comment um, that the show sounded better recently, and I do think that this is because I wasn't on it. Well, no, it was it was to do with how how the recent shows had sounded better, and the, part of that is the equipment that I bought. Part of it is meeting supplied by Roadmaster. <laughs> supplied is a, is a after very we loaded, paid them loaded word, yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, I'm doing a bit of audio post uh, processing on things to okay. kind of make everything a bit more uh, sound a bit more leveled. Okay, correct. So uh, yeah, I mean, okay. all, all that costs a bit the of money. Sausages so, made. Well, I mean, sausages and uh, podcasts. Yeah. So yeah, if the if anyone wants to support that, they can contribute at patreon.com forward slash Sunnyside Podcast. And yeah, we're not asking for a lot. I mean, it's like a, you know a few quid a month. We're asking far too little, four dollars a month for. Uh, I mean, if you want to contribute more, plus that's that. awesome. <laughs> plus VAT. Uh, other I mean, right. So right now, I've been away and I've come back. Let me just say, Sunnyside Productions, which is basically Ron and all this cool equipment, is available for hire. And if you're in Northern Ireland and you're interested in doing a podcast, get in touch, and we will help you make that podcast happen. Yeah, even if it's not really a podcast, most people who come up to me and say, you know, I want a podcast, what they really mean is they want some short-form audio content Yeah, uh, to put on their website. Um, we can do that shit. We can absolutely do that for you. Yeah. Thanks very much. Sure. You've enjoyed the show. Goodbye. Goodbye. I've been PJ. I've been Ron. That means I'm still Scott. <laughs> it's the, wor- the worst possible reason. <laughs> it's the worst universe. Dark and a troubled satellite. There's a bright and a sunny side too. Though we meet with the darkness and strife. The sunny side we also live you.